What's up, you guys? It's Santi right here, and you know we are here at the bonus room. I'm with my brother, of course. What's up, everybody? It is Steffi back in the bonus room for another edition. I think our best one yet. Man, this is an exciting episode because we're going to learn a lot today, and we are finally getting to do this episode with my boy Chandler. He's been asking me, yo, let me jump on, let me hop on. I'm like, yes, we finally made the time, and he is here. So what's up, Chandler? Welcome to the bonus room, bro. Man, I'm glad to be here, fellas. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been, like I said, I've been, I've been in your ear, man, trying to get on this <laughs> podcast. So it's glad to be here, man. What, what a wonderful room, the bonus Thank room. You. So I came in here just amazed and all the design and all the work you guys put in here. So I'm, you, I'm, I'm excited for today, man. I'm excited. Appreciate it, man. You know, it's, it's nice to, to hear when our guests say that. Like, Dang. oh, we've been waiting to, to jump on. And it's like, yeah. damn, like, we kinda, we're kind of doing a little something here. before. We, it's exciting, you know? Yeah, it's, it's cool. And, and I'm glad to give people the opportunity to see the place, to see the bonus room, because it is a pretty dope spot when you step in here. But, um, but Chandler, uh, well, Santi, what, is, uh, what are we going to be discussing today? Why is Chandler here? Today we're going to be discussing financial literacy. So Ch- Chandler, he's basically, he's, he's almost going to be like my financial advisor in the future. So Ooh. we've been talking about this for like quite a while. The st- but now a little backstory, how me and Chandler met. We met at a, a Nike event. Yep. I was working, I think, man, Chandler, was this like three, four years ago, probably? It had to be like, it was, yeah, it was Damn. like three, four, because it was at the, um, at that sports marketing Nike event. It was, it was uh, like the low-key Nike. Yeah, like only, only certain people know about that yeah, spot. Yeah, it's like a yeah. hidden spot, you know, outside, mm-hmm. like, basically, it's in, uh, it's right by the Clipper uh, practice. With cri- the oh, uh, practice. Marina Del Rey? It's yeah. across the street from Howard Hughes. Exactly. Okay. And they're kind of like around LAX. City, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, like, hidden okay. off the west side, nice. so. Basically, if the building's all black and there's no signs outside, but it's a Nike facility. And we met at this event. It was like a three-day event. So it was mm-hmm. like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I think it was Monday, too. Um, they even gave us shoes to wear. Y'all got shoes? Yeah. They, yeah. Hey, Nike hooks you up with gear, oh, man. Th- those are the shoes I gave you a the, while the back. The Lunar those, Eclipses? Yes. Uh, I gave my brother the shoes. And because they don't want us wearing, shoes. like, Adidas, You can't wear any non-brand, yeah. So you got to be branded up. Exactly. So Nike, you know, took care of us. Yeah, no three and stripes. So Checks over stripes. <laughs> 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 yeah, low-key, I'm all Adidas right now. Yeah, I, I was about Adidas. to say, not anymore, though. Past two years, I've been all three stripes. Yeah. But, you know, maybe the check will come back. We'll see. We'll see. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, so we worked the Nike event. I was there for three, four days. I was doing my college job, uh, valet. I was a manager for a valet company. And Chandler, you were actually working for Nike at I was. the time, right? I was, yep. Yeah. What was your job? You were checking in people outside? Yeah, so, so, I was, uh, I've been a, so I was a contractor for Nike for a good, like, year. So at that point, I was doing a lot of their brand work. So all their events, I was helping them out with it. Um, that event, we were just working with the check-in. We were making sure all the you know yeah. guests were taken care of, make sure the event ran smooth. So me and Chandler, we met like that, and we always kept in touch, got the IGs, and we nice. always, like, talked here and there. And all kept in touch. And then Chandler has been doing all these big things in the financial world, you know, okay. and he's been talking about different things. And and yeah, man, Chandler, do you want to just tell us a little about well, where you where you're from, what brought you to L.A. and what you're currently doing right yeah, now? Yeah, appreciate it. So I'm originally from Indianapolis, Indiana, 317. Shout out to my city. Hey. Um, <laughs> hey. And then uh, shout I'm, out Hoosiers. Yeah, Hoosiers, Hoosier Nation, baby. Um <laughs> And then uh, what brought me to L.A. initially was, was Nike. I wanted to work in sports marketing, uh, brand marketing specifically. Uh, I, had, I was doing my internship in 2014 and loved it and wanted to come back out. 
Uh, and since then now, I'm uh, working in finance, so financial literacy entrepreneur, really yeah. educating and serving the community on financial literacy on how to save, protect, and grow your income. Uh, but we're really focused right now on leadership development, or really creating the uh, leadership leaders of uh, of the next gen- next generation of leaders for uh, you know in our country. So we're really focused on that and, and really showing people the right financial plans so they can actually achieve their financial goals. Wow. So go ahead, Stefan. Are you? No. Well, that's amazing. I mean, I think uh, something that a lot of us struggle with, especially in our generation of millennials and especially people who are minorities. I think we kind of struggle with that financial literacy, you know, either it's because it wasn't taught to us in high school or in college or from Mm -hmm. our parents. Um, And I think now we're kind of just navigating that on our own as, you know, we're starting to get careers and we're trying to figure out what to do with this money that we have that we didn't have when we were younger. So I think that's something that's very noble of you to be doing because I think you see uh, an opportunity there to, you know, enlighten people and, and teach them, you know, how to manage your money wisely and also, you know, not blow it all and keep some for your for yourself for the future, you know. So um, go ahead, Sansi. So how important coming coming into 2021, coming out of 2020, how why is it so important to be to understand financial literacy and have security like explain it like why is why is now such an important time yeah so you know now more than ever is vital right so every no matter what you do or what you want to do at the end of the day finances play a big part in that um and even not just just before this year but this year made it even <laughs> 10 times more important than ever right because the reason why i'm doing this and the reason why i got into it is because you know i was that guy right i was that guy trying mm. to figure out about yeah. my finances. You know, I, I went to school, got the degrees, all that stuff is fine, but nobody's teaching this in schools. Nobody's teaching this in the communities. And I wanted to learn, like, you know, the first thing we hear about, you know, making money is like, oh, or, or investing our money is like stock market. So I want to learn yeah. about stock market, real Stocks. estate, all these things. And I, and the, the reason why it's important is because you have to do it, right? And it's like you have two options. You can be proactive about it. Right. And actually reap the benefits of having your money grow with compound interest and Mm. and have your money working for you over time. Or you can wait till something bad happens and you try to play catch up. And then you're, you know, 40, 50, 60 years old with nothing set up, nothing in place. And now you're working at Walmart, you Mm. know, greeting people. Greeting people, checking their bags. Checking bags. Uh, Like, you know, you know, I was at the grocery store today. Like it's people older, like gray hair people in their work. It's like that is that was not part of their retirement plan, yeah. but because they say, you know, poor planning, you know, you literally, you know, if you don't, you know, people don't, you know, plan to fail, they fail to plan. Mm. So that's why it's important because this time more than ever, because even what we see where our country is going, uh, we have to start being very strategic of how we're placing and positioning our money. Right. Inflation's at an all time high. Mm-hmm. Right. We see that the government's just throwing money out. All these government programs is, is hurting, really kind of hurting. The, it really hurting the economy. Jobs are, are being lost. The old ways of doing things like, you know, just thinking that we can, you know, manual labor jobs are going out the window. We see AI technology coming in, taking people's jobs. We see all these new um, requirements now uh, with, you know, the vaccine and things like that, that are making people choose how, how, of how they're going to, you know, put something in their body or not. So it's, you know, it's so many different things that's happening with your job or with your career or, um, you know, with your, you know, finances that you have to start preparing for housing prices. We, you know, here in LA, like the housing prices are going up. So if you, you, you want to be written your whole entire life, like, what do you plan on doing? So understanding your finances 
are key if you want to be able to achieve those goals for your future. So what are some things that people of our age range, you know, what are they should be thinking about? How can they be financially literate? What are some things, what are some strategies they should be taking into account? The first thing I want to talk about is budgeting, right? Knowing what you have coming in, knowing what you have going out, right? That's the first thing you should do, right? Because a lot of us, when we start getting a job, we get money. We are supposed to go buy the new pair of J's or go <laughs> out, buy a new car, buy all these things that we call, let's just call liabilities. Yes. Things that are having money going out of your pocket yes. instead of having money going into your pocket. So as we're young, we got to start figuring out how much money's coming in, right? How much we have and what, what are we doing with that money, right? Where are we placing it? Where are we positioning it? And then two, we want to start figuring out how we can make, have that money make money for us, mm-hmm. right? Let's mm-hmm. say you got a good job and you have extra money. Don't just let, let that sit in the savings account. Figure out a way where you can invest that. And there's a thousand ways you can invest it, um, you know, and figure out how you can start creating passive income at a young age, so if you start to figure out like, okay, hey, I have a $20,000 in my account. I can go buy a property, you know, not maybe not in California, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, definitely. but maybe go buy a property and I'm say, you know, somewhere in the Indiana. South. Yeah, Ohio. Indiana, Ohio, or, you yeah. know, somewhere. And you get, you know, you have some, you know, renters and they're paying you money. Now you're, you have an asset now that, you know, is bringing to you. So the first thing I would say is figure out your budget, figure out what you're doing with your money, how much is coming in, figure out how, how much. So when it comes to expenses of ways to lower your, lower your expense and your overhead, right, and have more money go to investing at a younger age. So when you get into your 30s and 40s and 50s, you're already set up. I wish I would have learned this stuff back when I was younger, you know what I mean? Because I would have been investing in college and building passive income in college. So before I even got into the real world, mm. I was living free. Now, when you say investing, do you mean like in the stock market or what are other ways that people can invest? Because say someone doesn't have 20 grand in a bank. Say like they're, they're working a good job. It's enough to pay the bills, but they do have some money left over, but they don't want to just like, you know, spend it on a new pair of J's or spend it on a concert ticket. What is something they can do with like, let's say that 400, 500 bucks are getting a month that they can use on something else? What are ways they can invest? For that sure. Money? So the foundation I would say is definitely get life insurance. 100%. Mm. But uh, should we get life insurance even though we're so young, though? That's the best time to get it. And let me explain why. Yes, go into that. So a lot of us are young. We think we're Superman, right? We think that (laughs) we will never, nothing's ever going to happen to us. But we see now, even throughout this year with the pandemic, that no matter who you are at what age, people are getting sick. People are passing away. You know, people are dying. You know, crime is is crazy. People are getting, you know, killed every day. So we never really know. I hate to bring that that down for a second, but... Mm -hmm. um, as we're young, it's even better because now we can actually, you know, they have cash value ac- accounts now that allow you to put money in life insurance. And when you're younger, it's, it's a lot more affordable. So now you can put money in these accounts that's going to start growing for you. So now you can pull that money out in retirement in large sums. But the best part is it's tax free. Mm. So is that like, so when you say get life insurance, so they're taking how much a month? Is that like a hundred bucks a month? How affordable it, is it? It ranges because I got mine two years ago, so okay. it ranges. It definitely, yeah. it definitely ranges. It, it's based on the, your budget, what plans you get set up. Um, there's different types. I would say get cash value life insurance. So we, uh, one of the best products I typically refer people to is the Index Universal Life Plan, which is one of the number one financial uh, vehicles in the country right now. All the wealthy are, are utilizing this in whole life insurance to, to really, you know put their money and protect their money against uh, taxes and, and you know, Biden's new tax bills that he's, he's proposing. 
And then for somebody who's young, you know, get, you know, here's, here's a great thing that people don't understand. It's like, these are just like um, savings plans on steroids, right? Because you can put your money in these accounts and it's pretty much as like you're saving your money away that's now non-taxable. It's growing. So let's say in the index universal life plan, it's, it's growing with inside an index account. So you think an index is like the S&P 500 or the global index. These are top companies that you're, you know, technically investing in. Um, and that money is growing for you. So with compound interest at a younger age, you have more compound cycles. So that money can compound, compound, compound. It's, it's, it's pretty much passive income that you're creating right there. And at a young age, your life, you're healthier. So your life insurance is more affordable. And here's the thing is if you wait till you get older, there's a less likely chance that you'll get approved because you get older, you get sick, you get hurt, any type of uh, underlying conditions, you're disqualified. So it's it's uh, it's a, it's a foundation. So before you start building wealth, you want to you want to build that foundation. Now, can you quickly explain what compound interest is to people who may not know that term? Very very simple, right? It's just simply like how fast your money's going to double, right? Compound interest is the money that you're making from simply leaving your, you know, leaving your money there. So there's you can have simple interest or compound interest, right? Most people don't under, most people see compound interest in, this, in, in in when it comes in their debt with their credit cards. So like they have a money, you know, you have money in an account and every single month you get hit with 10% over again, 10%, 10%, 10%. 10%. It's compounding. And, you know, you had maybe $100 that you had to pay. Now you have 110 The next thing I know is, is 130 And it's like, why does it keep growing? Because it's compounding. So most people see compound interest in the forms of the opposite, where it's going against them. But the same way that it can go against you, you actually can put it in your favor. So now you can have that money growing, right? Let's say if it's, you know, every year it's growing 10%. Every year it's compounding, compounding. So they have this thing called the Rule of 72. The Rule of 72 states that, it gives you the time frame of how fast your money can double, right, based on your interest rate. So with compound interest, which is technically that Albert Einstein called it the eighth wonder of the world, right, rule 72 states that you take the number 72 divided by your rate of return. So if the bank is giving you, let's say, let's say I'm going to give a very simple number, right, let's say it's 9%, right, every eight years your money's doubling. So it's very simple. Um, and you know, you compound interest is, it can be literally the best way to grow your money, right? Every big time company is using it. You'll, you'll hear it in the stock market, you'll hear it in all these different ways. But once you start how to put compound interest on your side, that's when you're going to start winning for you and your family, because it's really much just growing for you. Like no matter if, you know, 10 years from now, you know, it comes, you know, it's got to come at some point, your money could be growing by that point. So what is the difference between uh taking out a life insurance policy and a 401k great question so uh 401k right so 401k is simply uh employer plan so we're gonna take we're gonna take a second talk about 401ks 401ks is in the benefit of your employer not the employee right why why are 401ks where these 401ks come from right 401ks were actually uh, created in actually a replace of companies not wanting to pay your pension. Pension was the original retirement plan. 401ks was just a fancy tool that, they, you know, they, they used to be able to get out of paying people's pension and retirement plans. So a, a pension, you could be like 60 to 75, maybe up to 80% of what you were getting paid at that point for the rest of your life until you passed away. They're like, hey, man, we're losing too much money. We want to cut our expenses back. We want to be able to still get a tax write-off, but not have to pay as much. So we create this fancy account called 401k. 401k is essentially you're funding your own account. You ever think about that? Like yeah. you're funding your own account with the money they're paying you. 
Like sometimes they match it what like three six percent or something like they might match it. They, that's yeah. that's cool, but you're still putting your money away, right? And if they match it, that's great. Get that free money. But it's thinking about this, right? That's just them help. That the reason why they're 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 giving that match is because that's paying that's that tax write off is paying for their payroll. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's giving them extra money to pay you <laughs> to write it off. So now their hands are free. So let's say you put all that money in a four hundred one k, and all they, they if, let's say it's self directed. And all that money you put in there, and let's say you put it into a company that goes belly up, right before you, right before you need to pull it out, there goes your money. There's tons of people who have put mo- their money in accounts right before 2008, you know, right before the, you know, just right last before year. Before the housing market crash. Yeah, yeah, and their whole 401k is poof, gone. Think about 30, 40 years of you planning for that, and you can't retire now because you were hoping on that, and you might have millions of dollars in that account now. It's hundreds of thousands. And 401ks are good, but don't make that your only. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. So is that something people should people be saving that 5% or whatever percent they put in their their 401k? Should they be saving that and instead investing in a life insurance plan? Uh, So here's how I love that question because I get that question a lot. (laughs) And it's and it's very simple. Right. So you got two options. You can put it in high tax. So tax taxable account and risky account with a 401k or a guaranteed account and no tax. Which one would you like? The guarantee of no tax. So that's why you put that. So that's so you can leave whatever's in the four one k in the four one k for right now. Because most of the time when you you work for your employer, you can't move it. But the money that you're contributing to this four one k, stop putting it into the four one k. Put it into a guaranteed account, right, where it's non taxable. Because I let's say you have a million dollars in your four one k and a million dollars in in your, in your um, life insurance. Your life insurance you're taking out all the whole million away, but that that four one k. With the way Biden's looking right now, he wants fifty percent. That's five hundred thousand. <laughs> so, Damn. which one would you rather have your money grown in? Which one would you want to put more money in? Wow, the life insurance account. Now, when you when you made the when you made the example of people losing all their money in their four hundred one k because the stock market crashed, since the money in the life insurance account is also uh, invested in S and P five hundred, what if those stocks crash? Great question. It's because index accounts, right? They're giving you a ceiling and a floor, so mm. you never can lose. You only can gain. Let's say the market goes down twenty five percent, which is huge. You will literally just stay at your same level, so that's no loss. And it's better to take a zero percent break even than a loss, because every time you take a loss, it's actually hurting your compound cycles, and it's actually making it, you have to have more time in the market. Just to get recap, so let's say, for example, I always give the analogy. Let's say you have the first year you do 100%, so you double your account the first year, right? You go up, let's say, $100 to $200. But the next year, you have a 50% loss. You're right back where you started. Mm, with all the money you put in? Yeah. Oh, so wow. you So you go from 100 to 200, 50% off, you're back, back at 100. Wow. So you just celebrate the wins, and that's it. Yes, because like here's the thing is, and, and depending on depending on where you're at, so variable accounts and like accounts where you're 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 putting your money in the market is good when you have a lot of access capital, and you need to have that money growing because if you're if you're you know pretty wealthy or pretty well off and your money's already the foundation's already set, now you guys are playing the markets. Protective wise, you gotta be smart. You have an advisor. You have somebody that's educated showing you how to do these things. But until you get to that point, you don't want to bank on that as your foundation. You want your foundation to be solid. And then you want to start looking at some more riskier accounts. 
and more risky your portfolios because that's what the rich do, right? The rich and the wealthy, they already have all these millions set away. They already have generational wealth through life insurance and these plans set, you know, that's already set. Now they're like, hey, I'm bored. I want to make some more money, right? Let's go get in the stock market. Let's go get into real estate. Let's go get into this different crypto. Let's get into different things because they already have the foundation. So now that when the foundation is built, now you can be able to do different things. And I advise you to do different things. Get the foundation and do more things. You should be in crypto. You should be in real estate. You should be in the stock market. You should be in all these areas, right? You should be knowledgeable at least one or two of these areas. And if you don't, if not personally knowledgeable, get around somebody who is. Because these are what we need to do to become to become more financially fit, financially wealthy. And there's so much money out there, right? So get that foundation set and just start building the blocks. You see why I brought uh, Chandler yeah, on board? Yeah, this is very informative. My brother's mind looks like it's blown for a second. And <laughs> me and Chandler have been talking about this for years. So years. This, is, this is not really new information, yeah. but I could tell how you you kept asking. So I, Well, because I have a life insurance policy, but it's through yeah. my job. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, can and, we and talk about you, that too? Yeah. yeah. And they so give is, you that a good, is that a good thing to have? Or, well, or should he, I just fuck them? And You, you got to show the, your papers to Chandler because <laughs> he going to get you right. So you guys, do you see why I brought Chandler? So this is this is a perfect episode. We're going to get right tonight, man. There's a lot of questions going to get asked because he's going to look at my, my stuff too because I already have life insurance, but... But yeah, man. So. So you're saying I shouldn't throw it all in Bitcoin? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, be cautious. <laughs> hey, be, hey. You know, I will. I will say with the cryptos. Crypto is the future. Uh, you heard me say it first. Crypto is the future. I've been Ooh, saying that. Uh, okay. I've been saying but, that. But you have to be cautious of what coins you invest in because hey. some will be trash coins. <laughs> so don't throw it all in Doge. Don't man. go in Doge. Hey, it's not that, going to the moon. Get that Shiba. Get that Shiba. Hey, Shiba Inu went like 365% last week. I was like, I had a little bit. I got some Shiba. I got some Shiba. Yeah. Um, I'm buying some tonight, actually. Yeah, <laughs> hey, going on Coinbase right now. It, it's so crazy because... Um, the whole the whole financial industry has been changed with crypto, and I want to talk touch on that point you talked about with like personal life insurance and having life insurance with your job. We'll talk mm. about that as well. But for a second, with the um, with the actual cryptos and everyone who listened to this and look and research to crypto, it is the future. NFTs are the future. All this stuff is money, yep. especially as the government is is cra- has been crazy inflation. Crypto is going skyrocket. That's why Bitcoin is up to fifty five. I think it's up to past fifty five. Yeah, fifty six. Fifty six thousand because as more they print, the more crypto goes up because the value of the dollar goes down. Oh so as the dollar goes down, the crypto go Bitcoin, all the cryptos go up. So didn't I say this? Haven't I been yeah, saying you, this? You did. You were talking about this, but uh, how? What, what's your prediction? How many years? Like, do you give it though? Because it's That's like the thing nobody knows. We, okay, so we don't know. Okay. But we know they're, it's they're the future. They're speculating it to be up to three hundred thousand a coin. Yeah, bro. For Bitcoin, but Bitcoin is not going to be the only one though. It's yeah, not. Yeah, That's yeah. why uh, Bitcoin's going to be ancient. Yeah, Ethereum and Litecoin. Yeah. There's so many coins out there. Get the big boys, but also start researching the small ones because yeah. there's coins that you can that are like point. 18 zeros and then 0.1 percent like shiba yeah and it's like if it goes up to one cent one cent you made a million dollars like no cap yeah like it's yeah. like yeah, i know and it's like boy it's people who really like you know even last year they said bitcoin got down to like twelve thousand dollars or eleven thousand a coin last year think about if you bought at eleven thousand and now it's at 55 right i remember when it was at seven thousand yeah bro you, you remember seven i remember, I remember when it was seven thousand like the year I graduated college, cause I was like, "Fuck, bro, bro!" I remember Bitcoin like under a thousand. 
And this was like 10 years. And I don't know yeah. why Sammy was the one that kept talking about it. And I'm like, because, you know, he invested in it. Uh, Sammy like, Greenspan? Yeah, he made 60K off it. So, and he just kept talking about it. And, and I'm just like, It's what? so hard and to then, know. A thousand? Like, come on, what? Yeah. I, I would have I been a different place. You know, we, yeah. it would have been crazy. But, but yeah, man, cryptos, I just don't see it replacing money entirely because uh there's a usd coin already out yeah so i just don't see it taking over because the, the security um the skeptics doubt it because it's not backed by a treasury but let yeah. me but let there me has to be a country that backs, let me, it, let backs me, it first let me let el salvador me, i'm a, yeah el salvador's <laughs> in there too but let me yeah. make it let me make it all make sense real quick right so on your phone, you ever have a, you have a bank app on your phone? Yeah, I got you got uh, Zelle, Zelle, Venmo, Cash App, all that. Right? Do you ever see that money when you transfer it? Never. That's cryptocurrency. It's digital. That's, okay. Digital digital, okay. Cause it's digital currency. Correct. So pretty much, I, I say crypto, but it's really digital currency. So yeah, yeah, majority of our stuff now is digital. Like they're going away with like I I can't see it. Like we're going to like we're going to a more of a cashless society. Mm. And as we go to more of a cashless society, correct cryptocurrencies digital currencies all that because they want control right mm -hmm. so as we thinking about that it's like it's not that far-fetched because i see we're doing it now right i make a lot of payments and never even see the money yeah apple pay on apple my phone pay, right that's how i pay a lot but here's what gets crazier too it's like a lot of the banks don't have that money that's the crazy part in inside that they don't have they, that they liquid. don't have it so you're, they're, you're they're right. trading money that's not even back it's really we're trading imaginary values yeah it's not real for example, what the, I'm gonna give you an example right now. Let's say let's say you go to the bank and get a mortgage. Let's say you get a hundred thousand dollar mortgage. They can make fifty more mortgages for a hundred thousand out of nowhere, just mm -hmm. because that's their the, the regulation. So they made over fifty thousand or or fifty uh, more uh, more mortgages for a hundred thousand out of your mortgage because you signed the paperwork. That money's not there, but now they can loan it and and create fifty more loans. And it's like, so. I will say this: the banks are the biggest scam in America. Yeah, that, <laughs> because that they was. can they can literally print money and make money, and mm -hmm. they have control. Yeah, and control all these things. And like even in two thousand eight, when all the the banking and all their all the all that uh, stuff happened with the housing market, it was all because of the banks. Yeah, they were yeah. just signing all these bad mortgages and, and yeah. just printing money. People you know, that had no credit. No watch credit. the Big Short if you haven't seen it. Watch it's, the Big Short. That's where I learned it. Big great movie. Yeah, big so movie. Great it's movie. a great movie. Hey, that guy's smart, man. That guy's which one? Um, what's his name? Michael Berber, uh, Michael, um, the guy in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the main character, the main character who shorted the housing market. Oh, uh, the one, the one that, uh, Christian Bale played. Yeah. I don't know so, his name. It was Michael something. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. you know, he also, he's also the one that le led the AMC and, um, all Did the, he? No way. He led the, the bull rush of the stock. He, I mean, of, of the, the meme stocks. He he got in it like a year before everybody else did, and he went and he. I don't know <laughs> who he was talking to at uh, at the uh, there was the bets the um the that online web platform that was betting. You know what I'm talking about? That was bet uh, that had everybody betting against the big banks. Uh, that web website platform. Oh, uh, it's it's a Reddit. Reddit. Yeah. Uh, everybody was on that platform, but them. I, I I'm I know for a fact he was in kind of, he was he was in connection with whoever was running that for sure, because he does his research and he'll find out everything before everybody else does. Now he saw you saw it in the Big Short. Michael Burry. Michael Burry. Yeah. Right. He did the same thing. He with, looked. He he looks. He, yeah. he does his research. He did the same thing with AMC. I think he did the same thing with um with GameStop. Mm. 
He was the one that he found, knew about the meme stocks. He yeah. knows. He yeah. I don't know how he does this, but he's a genius. But he's proven himself with the how like nobody believed him. <sighs> to me, it goes back to a like, little bit of inside trading. I don't know these guys like this are they know stuff that you know they they talk between themselves. Yeah. And my thing with crypto is that. Um, a rapper could say, "Oh, I bought this coin," and then everyone it goes, goes buys crazy, that coin. right? I, that's the only thing I'm just like, oh, Elon oh, Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk is like, you almost let the Doge to the moon. Yeah, yeah. Doge to the moons. Uh, you know, and like a uh, Soldier Boy promoting Sheeb, and it's just uh, everyone's promoting. All these coins are trying to get these people of influence to promote, to promote it. It's, it's and it's it's like it's like a war. But see, we all want to buy these coins to cash out on what the dollar. It still comes back to the dollar. Like yeah. we're not gonna keep these coins and use them to buy stuff because the I think Dallas Maverick Stadium is the only one that accepts Doge. El Salvador just uh, approved Bitcoin. Amazon, I think Elon Musk said uh, we're not accepting Bitcoin at right. Tesla anymore. Oh, Tesla. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He got. Uh, yeah, they uh, they uh, he did. I I I agree with what you're saying, but so, he, but you know what they're doing now? A lot of the, a lot of the wealthy, what they're doing is they're taking the crypto and they're buying NFTs. Correct. And then the EF NFTs, which is non-fundable tokens, then they're taking that money and selling for a loss. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't have to worry about reporting all the money they're making in their, in their uh, crypto. Uh-oh. So, you know, like, uh, what's my man who got in the boxing ring? What's, what's the guy's name? Um, uh, the, the Jake Paul. Jake Paul. He doing the same thing with all his with all his crypto. He sold, like, he, I mean, all his NFTs. He made, like, millions from his NFTs. Um, and he's doing that same thing, like making that money in crypto, turning to NFTs, selling for a loss to write it off as no tax. And uh, here's the thing, though, with that. So you think about like people are buying stuff with, with cryptocurrency and not ever transiting back over to US, do- U.S. dollar because, you know, you can buy in China and stuff like that. You can buy full out like cars and you can buy stuff with crypto like they'll accept the crypto. Like we're we're a little bit behind a game in USA, but mm-hmm. like I can see it before you know. Like China's they, trying to put pressure on it, but a lot of the people are advocating for it. It's crazy. I, I think it's the future as well. I think it's definitely in the future. It's just a big question of when and how. Yeah. But it's just it's it's and, happening. And here's the crazy part. It's this what makes crypto so crazy because, like you said, influencers and people are really pumping these coins, and it, you have to watch out which one's gonna be a pump and dump. Correct. Right. Yes. That's what Doge big, was. Yeah, yeah. Big investors get in when it's low, and they just get somebody. Hey, I need you to talk about it, and we <laughs> and I want to have you invest. We're all gonna make millions, and as soon as we make our millions, we have a certain point we're dropping, and people, who, the average investor, is not gonna know when that's happening. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's it's just a little dip. Oh, it's another dip. Oh, it's dipping, dipping, dipping. Yeah. No, no, so it's, so, it's, yeah. it's dumping. <laughs> it's, so it, it's you never know. We don't know which coin's gonna be the the, the one that everyone. In, tends to we don't know uh how or when it's gonna rise or fall like it could be a, like bitcoin could be up to 70 then drop down to 20 which i hope it does because i'm gonna buy some <laughs> i know right right back <laughs> up so it's like uh, we never know and we don't know which coin or who's gonna promote what so it's exciting though it is very it's exciting it's so it's it's i think it's a very exciting time to be alive um especially with like all the opportunities Business-wise, and this is kind of like going off topic, but just like all the opportunities right now with like the, with the way America's economy is progressing, like with weed becoming legalized, with even LSD to an extent and shrooms becoming legalized. And so there's like all these new markets that are opening up um, for people to kind of like get in on, on early, you know, because I feel like our gen, 
the boomer generation had a lot of different things like real estate. They were early to um, technology and things like that. Computer. We kind of haven't had something like that yet until now. And so it's something as young people we can kind of like invest in and know that, you know, something, an investment into Shiba or Doge or Litecoin today can buy us our house in 10 years. Facts. So <laughs> it's very crazy. exciting. Yeah. But. So, so let's get back on to, you say you have life insurance through your job. Through my you employer, have, yes. And you got 401k through them as well. Yes, that's correct. Okay. So can you explain the difference or do you want to know the difference of between both right now? Yeah, or? yeah, sure. I okay. would like, uh, I think, I think you'd mentioned how you were going to explain the difference between putting out personal policy and also and just doing yeah. the policy yeah. with my job. It, yeah. It's a great point. And it's very simple. You know, um, you always want to get personal cause you can control that. So let's say, you know, we saw more people get laid off this last year than any time out of like qualified people, people who've been with companies 20, 30 years getting ready to retire, get laid off, right? So if you have all your benefits through a company and they decide to do a, a massive, you know, they just close your department or, or say, hey, you know, we need to let some people go or, hey, we just need to let, let go of your benefits. We can't afford to keep you say, hey, we can, we, can't, we can keep you, but we can't keep your benefits. So now you're out of luck. And then you think about... Um, group plans, which they are which at your employer, they're typically going to be temporary insurance. So term policies, group term policies that will only cover you for certain things and stipulations. So let's say you, you know, you happen to walk off, you know, your grounds at your work and you go across the street and get hit by a car. They say, well, we can't afford it because I mean, we can't pay, pay out the benefit because you weren't actually working or on campus when this happened. You know what I mean? Or something like that. It's different stipulations you have. But when you have your personal plan, you can control it. You know what's going on. You know how, you know, what's you, you can adjust it and, uh, and customize it to your needs. And it's, it's better for you overall for your family. Because at the end of the day, you don't want another man or woman to determine your family's future. Wow. So personal personal policies over everything. Yeah. You the can, only thing is it costs more. Yeah, they definitely cost a little bit more. Because like I said, it's going to be customized plan. You can st definitely keep the life insurance you have at your job. Just cause, uh, but definitely try to get something for yourself as well. Now let's let's move on to Roth IRAs, which um, I know some people don't know what they are. I barely found out about them probably like in college four years ago. But explain what is a Roth IRA. So Roth IRA. So a lot of people don't um, don't really know what that is, and an IRA just stands for individual retirement account. Most people don't know what an IRA stands for. So there's a traditional IRA and there's a Roth IRA. So the, the traditional IRA is taxable. So most people. You know, it's so when you did individual retirement account, it's just exactly what it says. It's individual retirement account. So it's account for your retirement. So with the Roth IRA, essentially is a tax tax um, pre tax account that allows you to grow money in it, right? And most people can put up to about sixty five hundred dollars into this Roth IRA every year, right? But it allows you to do an increase after like fifty or something like that to help like boost it. Boost yeah, it. yeah. So a Roth IRA is great because it allows you to grow money, all right, at the at the range pre-tax dollars. So when you get to retirement, it's you know tax-free money, right, and it's compounding as well. So it's compound interest, compound growth, which allows you to do, um, you know, like I said before, to uh, to grow your money and actually have that money working for you. It's always funny because when people bring up Roth IRAs, I say that I, the IUL, which is the Indexed Universal Life Plan, is a rich man's Roth. Because it's sim very similar things you can do with both, um, but the, the only difference is is that the two differences is that 
with the Roth, you only have 6,500 you can put in a month. So I mean nice. a year. So if you have more money, what do you do with it? Do you, do you start into the Roth or whatever? Like what, what's going on? And then it's like, you know, um, let's say you only have a Roth, right? You don't have anything else. What, ha- what happens if you get sick or you get hurt? You know, you have any living benefits plans or do you don't have any life insurance to cover, you know, if it happened to pass away, right? So it's different things. So like the Roth is great. I'll say get one, but um, also have, have, have that life insurance as well with it. Got it. You mentioned something, uh, living benefits. Yes. That's important because life insurance, people must think like, oh, when I die, my family would get like 500K to a million and my family would be taken care of. Yes. That's usually what the general idea of, of life, life insurance. insurance. That's like death. We call it, we call it death insurance. Death insurance because yeah. you're just, you know, like, for death. That's, that's <laughs> it. So, but there's something else that we talked about, um, living. Living, yeah, living benefits. Living benefits. So explain that to people. I, I, yeah, I think for sure. New for it's, it's very, because like we tell people, hey, you, you guys have been conditioned to only know about death insurance because um, in the past, um, most people have, like a lot of the industry was, was pushing the term insurance, which is technically without living benefits is death insurance. So um, so death insurance is really what everybody thinks about life insurance. Oh, when I die, my parents or, or my grand or kids or grandkids will get this money. But life insurance, when you're living, the, the different parts and tools of the plan that allow you to use it. So, for example, living benefits consist of four different things, right? You have critical uh, – let's start with chronic illness. A chronic illness is when you – let's say you may hurt your knee, hurt your back, can't walk. Maybe you know, maybe you'd be paralyzed something. like I'm not sure. Like It's, it's chronic. It's going to be something that consistently hurts you over time where it's going to cause you to change your, your daily living habits. Then you have um, a critical illness, which could be a stroke, right, where you get knocked down. I mean, it's like you pretty much get um, something that's going to pretty much change your life. It's going to really shake you up pretty bad. But then you have terminal illness. Terminal illness is like cancer, brain tumor, things like that. They give you a timestamp on your life. So I, I make it very simple. The three are like this, right? So chronic is going gonna, is gonna, is gonna to knock you around, right? It's going to shake you up a little bit. Uh, critical is going to knock you down, right? It's going to knock you down pretty hard. And then terminal is gonna knock you out, so it's like you're you're done, yeah. like TKO. Like mm-hmm. it's you have a time stamp, you're about to be out. So that's the three. But you can't free also forget about long term care. Everybody doesn't really. A lot of people don't, don't know about long term care. Uh, it's essentially uh, long term care is when you get older, right? Who's gonna take care of you? Are you gonna put that burden onto your kids, or do you want to um, get financial plans set up so then you can actually have a you know nursing home? senior living communities, in-home health care, all these medications, all these things set up for you actually can, you know, live comfortably in retirement. A lot of the wealthy have this already taken care of, and they only care about paying five, ten, twenty, or more thousand dollars a month for their, you know, elderly. But everybody doesn't have that money, right? And I know a few people in the industry who work in long-term care, uh, like the senior living, like the seniors and stuff like that, and it's expensive. Then the sicker you are, the more expensive and the more, you know, the more treatment you need and stuff like that. It can be highly expensive. I'm talking about thirty, forty thousand a month wow. with the doctors and treatment and stuff you need to just stay alive. So um, it's long term care p- provides that for you. Right. You can get long term care plans that literally um, will cover all that for you where you don't have to come out of pocket because you rather have the financial plan pay that than you paying that. Especially when you're in retirement, your income is already probably you're probably retired. Your income is probably lower. Um, you don't want to have to deal with that stress, right? You want to be taken care of. You want to get the best medical condition. You want to get the best doctors and you know you know the best service. 
and you want to be comfortable. Facts. Wow. So those are uh, those life benefits. Those are different. Are those like under the same policy or those are different things? People? Yeah. So most most accounts will, will give that to you, all of them uh, in the living benefits packages. Mm. You can buy them individually, too. Like uh, the great thing about working with us, too, uh, in my company is that with, because we're brokers, we can add all those on pretty much with, with no additional cost. Most companies will charge you like, you know, $25, $30 for each individual, ad, uh, we call them riders, uh, to the policy. So you end, end up increasing uh, the overall monthly monthly uh, premium. So uh, it's depending on the, the plan, depending on what you guys are looking to do, it definitely is beneficial to add those on to the plan because you'll need them. So tell us about your company, um, who you work for, what's the company name, and what can you do if me and Stefan come to you like tomorrow, like, hey, uh, this is what we want, this is what we're worried about, um, this, these are the plans we have for the future. What yeah. can you do from step one all the way to step 10? Most definitely. So it's great for that because I actually did a, a rebrand for my company. We call it Elevated Vision, right? And the branch that we're talking about today is Elevated Vision Financial. Um, and... The most important thing, if you guys want to sit down and talk, is just, just come to have a conversation with me. Reach out to me uh, because the first thing we have to do is figure out what your goals are. That's step one. Figure out what you're looking to do, right? I'm not going to sell you anything, right? You're going to tell me what you want, and I'm going to educate you on all the options, right? Because nobody wants to be sold. No one's, everybody just wants to buy, all right? So I'm not trying to sell anybody, but I will educate you on what's out there. I'll educate you on, on possible options so then you can make the best educated decision. I say people can't make educated decisions if they haven't been first educated. So I'll come educate you. Um, after we sit down and figure out what your goals, we do a strategy session. We do what is called a financial needs analysis. A financial needs analysis, it breaks down your income, your assets, liabilities, cash flow, everything, right? Uh, investment portfolio, you name it. Gives you a full like, financial like overview of where you stand. Once you do that, then we can figure out exactly right what your FIN number is, Right, FIN number stands for financial independence number, and we also can find out how much life insurance or investments or savings or whatever you may need, and we can start planning for that because you have given all the numbers, right? So when you think about the FIN number, people think about financial freedom, uh, you know, the freedom number. People have probably heard of that. You, you guys have probably heard that before, right? Like, what is that, right? So people think that financial freedom is like, you know, this object, you know, floating object that you have to go grab or something. It's really just a number, right? It's how much money you need to not have to work or not have to, you know, ever really worry about money again. And that number can be calculated. It's a calculation. And we can help you find that too. And I always say it's better to start sooner than later because time is on your side. Time is not on your side, per se, because the longer you wait, the less you have. The more, you know, longer you have your money, less time you have your money to grow. So I would say... The best thing you can do is is get started sooner than later because um, you'll actually be able to be pro, a little bit more proactive. Because if you wait and try to be reactive, that's when things are more expensive. That's when things you might not get approved for certain things. You might be sick. You might you know it's just different things that could come up. So it's always better to be on the proactive side when you can actually you know make more decisions than allowing somebody else to make the decisions for you. So should people like, is this going to be like a huge, just another payment people are making monthly or do they make it every six months? Like, 
like, I guess people are going to be asking, like, well, how much more do I got to pay? Like, how much does this all really cost? Yeah. But it's customized, right? It's Definitely customized, customized to yourself. And you, and you determine that. So you can go as low as monthly. Um, you can do by, you know, every four months, every six months, um, every, you know, annually. Um, but it's, I, I don't, uh, the biggest thing I, I have to educate people on is, is to not think of it as a bill, but think of it as, you know, a savings account. Right. Because this you got to think of it like this. Right. The money you're putting into these accounts. Right. Let's say because, for example, I want people to understand two things. Right. The first thing is the money you're putting into is is that you actually have an opportunity to get that cash value. Right. Money that you can use in retirement tax free. So that's your play money. So you're putting money in and it's growing for you. So you can triple. I've seen accounts triple, double, quadruple. And then, not only that, you're creating generational wealth for your family, all right? Because now you're life insurance. So now that life insurance, when you pass away, that's extra money to your family. I've seen accounts, millions of dollars in cash value, millions of dollars in life insurance, right? All in the same plan that are paid out so that that person is able to play with their money while they're in retirement and also be able to give money away for their kids. So. It's not a bill, right? You think of a bill, you think of an expense that's not coming back to you. When you pay your light bill, you're not getting that back. You pay your gas bill, not getting that back. Pay, you know, pay your rent, not getting that back. Pay a mortgage, you at least get that back. But think <laughs> of it like that, right? Where it's like you're putting money down to build for your future. So don't think of it as a bill that I'm never going to see this money again. Think of it, I'm actually, the more you put away, the more you're going to see back. That's why I want people to think about, like, especially with these cash value accounts. The more you put into it, the faster it grows. So it's like with compound interest, the more money you have growing at that rate, the faster it it goes. When when do they get to see the money? You said what? When do they get to see the money? So the money is actually growing like within the first like one to five years. Mm-hmm. So it starts growing immediately, right? But can you liquidate um, it? You can. It's so the, with the IUL is a little bit more harder to liquidate at first because you want the compound interest. It's not much to really liquidate at first. Right. right. Uh, over time, it is. Uh, you can really pull the money anytime once it starts growing, but you okay. don't really want to touch that money. That money's because you want it to keep. Yeah, going. you want it to keep growing. It's like it defeats the purpose. Um, and there's a certain accounts like you know you can do whole life policies where you can throw in a, a huge lump sum, and be able to pull money out right away. But these are for more high income individuals who are just kind of using money to like maybe for real estate or to like leverage it or do whatever they need. They just need to move it in and play with it. And, you know, different things like that. There's different plans we can create like that as well. There's different strategies like call it infinite banking that they use life insurance for. Um, and there's a lot of different strategies you can use uh, to grow your money. But the liquidation process is, is you want to be able to, you want to give it time, at least so retirement, you know, so it can really make, make it worth a while. Now, what if there's an emergency? Let's say someone loses their job or, you know, they lost their savings and income and they need to liquidate that money. Is that something they can do? Yes, it is. You know, and there, there is a, a period where uh, you you have a period, some some accounts that give you a certain amount of time and like you can actually get the full refund back, like even your premiums. Right. Mm. So you can put money in and say, you know, you can't afford it right now. But there's also things that where you actually, so when you sit down with the right agent, you want to be able to find a budget that works for you no matter what happens, right? So if, if everything goes bad, you still can afford, you know, that, that amount. And I always say, like, you know, if if you ever lose your job or if anything ever happens, give me a call because we're always hiring. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but um, slight promo real quick, slight promo. We're always hiring, seriously. <laughs> um, but, no, it's um, – 
I, I would say there is ways to do that. Sit down with the you know the agent, figure out your your options. I would say the best you can hold on to that insurance. And I have a story I want to tell you, real quick. We had um one of my, one of the agents that worked with us. Uh, she her her dad had a life insurance policy, right? And he got extremely ill, bedridden for like two years, right? He was the breadwinner for the family. Um, and in this time, the mom, her and her mom were struggling to have to work and she was in school. So she had, she had to stop going to school. They had to like, kind of like flip flop. One would go to work, one would take care of the dad. One would go to work, one would take care of the dad. And in that process, um, they were just so down financially. They almost lost their house. Eviction notice isn't coming. They're stressing out. So what they do is. They actually uh, sit down with one of my mentors, and they actually go over their accounts. They realize that they had life insurance and that they almost wanted to cancel it. They're like, hey, we, we got to cancel this. Like, you know, we're about to lose the house. But what they realized is when they actually reviewed the life insurance with the right agent, because, like, the plan this day she had wasn't, wasn't through us. It was through, through a different company. Their agent was nowhere to be found. So she sat down with my mentor, and she actually called the company, did the research, found out some after, like, maybe two or three weeks, found out that, the plan that she had had living benefits. So because the father was sick and he qualified, he got a doctor's note, everything qualified for living benefits, they paid him out over $985,000. Wow. Right? So that money they were able to take now, right, um, get him some better treatment, prepare the kids for a, a financially free future, right? And unfortunately, the dad still passed away, but uh, as he was going away, he told his daughter this. He said, he said, whatever you do, in life, do one promise you one thing. He was like, she was like, what? She was like, make sure you learn this business, learn this industry, so this never happens to anybody else again, right? And I was like, that was deep. I was like, Ooh. yeah. Let's say you twenty five to thirty five, right? Um, and you, I would say first, like I said, before you, you know, when you're trying to figure out what to do next, like what's that next step? It's trying to figure out my bet. I always say this first before anything: figure out how to make more money. That's important, right? Figure out how to bring more, increase your cash flow and lower your expenses. So you can't start doing anything until you start having a, at least a positive on your cash flow side. Like you got to have a positive cash flow, you know, from, you know, compared to expenses. You got to break away from that cycle. Start being able to start just saving a little bit, saving a little bit. And when you start getting a little bit away, now you want to start looking at, you know, getting some life insurance. Get some, get some life insurance. That's next. Then you want to start looking at, okay, now I have some life insurance. Now I, you know, I'm making, I'm making some. Now I gotta start looking at passive income. Like, what am I doing to have my money working for me? And there's a thousand. I have like a list on my on my IG with like 65 ways to make passive income. Um, and then once you have that passive income, now you want to start reinvesting that into other sources, right? Are you investing into the stock market? Are you investing into like so dividend yielding stocks, right? That's passive income, right? When you put your money in Coca Cola and it's it's paying you, you know, dividends every single month, right? Or then you got to think about real estate as well, have your money growing, and then you want to be able to, you know, really start start really building, right? Building, building. Like I have a strategy where it's like the first stage, first stage is building that foundation, right? Build the foundation strong. It's like without a house, that no house can be standing without a foundation. So on that foundation, you have life insurance. You're protecting yourself, not just life insurance, health insurance. You have all those areas protected. So, you know, you want to make sure if anything is to happen to you or your family, you're good. So having the protection on the, on the ground le level. Then the next level, now we want to start having income, start having increasing your income. Like, what are you doing? Is it a job? Whatever. Like, you have all that stuff protected. Like, you're making money. Everything is good. 
And really, actually, a lot. No, I actually switched. So income is the first one. Make sure you have money coming in. Then it's the protection. So you protect the money you have coming in. Now we want to start actually uh, duplicating where you're at, right? What are you doing right now to start duplicating your efforts where you can get, start getting paid for your work? So for, like, let's say you train somebody, right? It's very similar to, like, the franchise method. Like, when I actually train you to go open up a franchise, I get a kickback from me training you how to build that McDonald's, right? What are you doing to duplicate your efforts to, to start making more money? Right, the money you make from there, from duplicating yourself, duplicating your efforts, um, replicating yourself, right? Then you want to start investing into finding a different path to the income streams, right? So, like I said, the dividend stocks, you have real estate, you have cryptocurrencies, different things. Figure out what 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 works well for you, what works well in your in your tolerance level. After that, do you want to reinvest? So, if you're taking your money from real estate and reinvesting again into the stock market. A lot of people don't understand, like, a lot of the wealthiest people, they live, they live off um, off the dividends or live off the returns from their investment portfolio. So let's say, for example, you have a million-dollar investment portfolio and it's bringing you 100000 a year, right? People can live off that. You know, might not be straddling it, but, you know, that's just $1 million that you stashed away and you let it sit and it's yielding you every single year 100000 because on average, you leave money in the stock market, you get about 10%. So some people do that. So reinvest again. So you re reinvest once, I say once or two times from the passive income. So now the money you're bringing in from the first level is not being touched. So now you're increasing that money on the first level. Now your money from the passive income is being reinvested twice. And the money that you're making from the passive income, now you want to get that set up in uh, that's paying for your lifestyle. You get that set up in, the, in trust, in a will and trust. And now your, your lifestyle is paid for free and clear so now you have to worry about working anymore right the passive income if you let's say you own 10 real estate properties and each property is net you a thousand dollars that's ten thousand dollars you know take that ten thousand buy some more investment properties or invest into stocks and whatever now that money's just quadrupling is working for yourself and the money you're making at your active income maybe at your job or your career that's going to savings or that's going to you know maybe uh something else you know and then the money your your, your free play money is at the top Right after you invest into real estate properties, it brings you extra money. Go have some fun, right? Go go live a little bit, you know. Travel, travel, experiences. Yeah. That's what that's for. Because now that money's you know that money's coming back every single month. Now, what would you say to those people who say, you know, I don't want to wait till I'm forty or fifty to enjoy my money. I'm young, I'm energized, and I want to enjoy it now. Um, so, what do you say to those who are like, I don't want to reinvest. I just want to enjoy the wins. I say you can do both. You can have your cake and eat it too. Everybody's gonna be a little bit different. I want I want to live now too. I'm I'm gonna say, hey, I'm just like you, mm -hmm. right? We not we don't want to wait till we get old to to live free. <laughs> we want to live right now. So it's like two things. What type of lifestyle do you want, right? Because some people are gonna make money and just blow it, and they're gonna be in that same position forever, maybe even worse. So because eventually that money will probably stop if you're actively working. Um, so what I would say is to them is get. And get the passive income streams running for you and then enjoy some of that money. Like if let's say you have one real estate property or let's say you have a you know dividend yielding stock and it's bringing you back a few hundred dollars a month passively and you just want to just use that, use it. it. I would, I would personally invest cause I would want to have a larger net, a larger amount of that money, but it's up to you. It's your money. You know, I would say use a passive income, create passive income where you can live it now. And then take the extra income and time that you have. If you're not, if you are building so much, 
to have fun and then less of it reinvest. So then you can be in your 30s or 40s with 10 times as much money in passive income and you can really live. Mm. Well, you can go buy something off the lot, some <laughs> something foreign and not even <laughs> think about it. Mm. Buy a house cash, not even think about it. It's like, that's the type of stuff. That's living. Travel the world, not even care what the price is. Oh, I'm just going to buy a ticket. I'm just going to go somewhere. I'm not going to bring it back. I'm just going to go. Mm. Freedom. What are what are things people shouldn't be doing right now? What are the don'ts of financial literacy? I, I think Sanjay had a big point. Don't leave your money in the bank, right? With inflation or saving, or yeah, with only all your money in the savings account because you know money needs to be moved. They say money money is like needs to move like velocity. It has the the faster the money is moving, the more the money is going to be making, right? Because it's it's supposed to be flowing. So that's the first thing you have to do is figure out where you can put your money where it can be working and moving for you in the right vehicles. Don't do not leave your money just sitting in a bank account, right? <clears throat> do not put all of your money in variable accounts where like you're put all your money in stock market. All right. Do not, do not, do not uh, invest into like, so when you, they always say whatever everybody's investing into, if they're already investing into you're too late. So don't try to jump in late on things. Like by time. No FOMO. Yeah. Let, let it go. Let it go. FOMO means fear of missing out. Fear of missing out. Also, make sure you research before you um, invest into whatever you do, real estate, crypto, stocks. Don't just, just throw your money thinking it's going to, a miracle is going to happen. All right? Just don't do that. That's not going to help you. Um, also, what I would say. What about debt? Debt. All right. So, it's a big one. I'm glad you said that. Right? With debt. Don't pay off all your debt first. I'm going to say that again. Don't pay all your debt off. Or you're like, what? But my loans, man, they're, yeah. they're not going nowhere. That's credit cards, a, dog. Credit card, like 5K. Loan. Yeah, everybody gets so emotional when you talk about debt, right? Because it's a very emotional thing. Like, oh, I want to get, I want to get this off my shoulder. But invest that money first, and use your use your investments and use your uh, leverage, your capital, and your passive income to pay off your debt. Leverage your money first, where it's like, for example, if you guys, so I always ask this question: if I, if you guys won the lottery, what's the first thing you guys gonna do with the money? Pay off your debt. Right? Nah, I'm buying houses. I'm well, buying hella properties. I think most people would be like, yeah, I'm paying pay off, off the car, pay off the debt, paying off the student or, or loan. buy their house, pay paying off the, off the credit card. Paying, yeah, right. Pay yeah. off the debt. Okay, cool. You, but think about this, right? So the, uh, most people say they want to pay off debt, pay off cars, houses, all that, you know, student loans. But it's like saying, if I handed you a million dollars in your cash, do you hand it to somebody else right when I hand it to you? Mm. Like, why would you do that? You know what I mean? It's, that's what you're doing. Like when you're paying off debt, you're not getting any return. You're literally handing, I'm handing you the money and you're handing it right to somebody else. Don't do that. Take that money, go invest into real estate, go invest into things that are going to make you more money. The the returns you get from that, then pay the debt because now you have cash producing assets, right? That is what you had. So don't invest into liabilities. That's the big one. Don't invest into liabilities. Invest into assets, cash producing assets. And then pay that debt off with that. So do not pay your debt off first. Dave Ramsey will tell you to do that. He will have you eating beans and rice and being poor. You will be debt-free, though, but you will be still broke. It's no point of being broke and debt-free. You want to be financially free. You want to have that money working for you. And the only way to create, really create financial freedom is through passive income, right, where you have both t uh, luxury of your time and your money, right? So don't do that it, as well. Explain what are liabilities and explain what are assets. 
this is for like when I got new into the game, like I was like, okay, what's a liability and what's really assets? So these are very important terms that people need to understand the difference. Yeah, great point. So it's I'm gonna break it down similar. I'm gonna get get deeper into it both of them as well. So liabilities, things that are going have money going out of your pocket, assets going into your pocket, right? So a liability can be your car, it can be it can be your clothes, it can be your your shoes, it can be uh, food, and you're buying too much food. It could be um, you're going out shopping every time. Things are going to just cost you money. It could be your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big one. Yeah, just hey, <laughs> shout out to all you know. If you got a girl, make sure she's a uh, make sure she has a good return on, on investment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she picks up the check once yeah. in a while, you know. Um, so things are going out. So the things are going to cost you money, right? Buying, going out to the club, doing all these things, like trying to show off. And here's here's the thing though. Uh, when it comes to liabilities, they can your liabilities can be turned into assets. Yep. Right. So, for example, a car. A car is a liability if you're not making money from it. your house. Is a liability if you're not making money from it, right? But take that house, take that car, rent it out. Airbnb, Turo. Exactly. Now it's a liability. Now it's an asset. Also, so assets are things that are making you money, right? It can be a stock portfolio. It can be your real estate property. It can be uh, a car that you're renting out and making money from. Whatever's going to bring money to you. It could be your business. It can be whatever. Whatever's going to bring money into your pocket, that is a asset, right? You want to make sure you have more assets than liabilities. And that's, you know, very simple breakdown. What, what motivated you to get into this lane, to this, this industry? Great question. For me, I would say um, I, one of the biggest things I value is time. Mm. How I spend it, who I spend it with, where am I at spending it, if I'm wasting it, if I'm investing it, if it's going to be a return on my time. I always think about that. So I'm like, a lot of the wealthy say time is the most valuable thing that you have on this on this planet. And I, I think about that too, it's like, Jeff Bezos, one of the now he's like the third richest person after Elon Musk has passed him. But Jeff Bezos, he just invested all these hundreds of millions of dollars into an a anti-aging company, right? Because he wants to live longer. All these like rich billionaires and all these people want to live longer. So you're like, yo, they value money and they value time more than money. They're willing to spend all this money that they have to get more time. So for me, I'm like, yo, I want to buy more time. So I'm like, yo, I have to figure out ways to buy more time. And it's not like buying time like I'm going to live longer, but buying more time where I don't have to work as much now. Or, or let's say I work five hard years now and have a life of freedom. And that's what kind of got my mind. Where, like I want to be able to create a life where I can work when I'm young, but not when I'm old. I can live a long time. So I was like always trying to figure that out, how to do that. And I always love talking about money too. So that kind of got into got, got me into it because – Growing up, I always like talking about business and things of that nature. And I just kind of fell into it from there. Because if people don't know or have never seen Chandler, um, dude 6'5", played <laughs> ball in high school and college at the D1 level. So so if you look at him, you're like, oh, this guy's an athlete. He's probably like on a team somewhere. But you're in this whole industry where it's just, just financial, business. So that's big that you have that that motivation for that to go forward. Um where do you see yourself in like 10 years, bro? Honestly. Great question. So yeah, I've, been, I've been thinking about that a lot recently too. So um, in 10 years, I honestly see myself uh, married 
All right. I'm gonna have that, that lucky lady. I'm looking for her right now. So, ladies, <laughs> I am single. Hey. <laughs> Don't worry, you'll drop your IG at the end. Of this. Yeah, I drop the IG at the end. So, <laughs> and, and your uh, Tinder. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Can you even share that profile? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool though. Hey, like, hey, uh, we just want your Instagram, your LinkedIn. Calm yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I'm married. Uh, so I'll be let's say I'm 29 right now. So I'll be 39, almost 40. So I want kids, right? At least nice. one or two kids by this point. Um. I'm fully financially free. I'm talking about millions in the bank, millions mm. in real estate, millions in in the in the stock market, life insurance, multi millions. You know, all that set up for not just me, but all my kids, and you know, everything set up. Like I want to be the point where I'm 40. I'm just traveling the world. Me and wifey, the kids, we might be in America sometime. Mm. You know, <laughs> we might be anywhere. It's like literally living the lifestyle that people dream about. Um, and they say you tell me like literally, it's not that expensive too to travel. It really, it's not. People be tripping. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, it's actually it's cheaper. Not. It's cheaper to travel around the world than it's certain places than it is to live in like California. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've seen it. So it's like for me, I'm traveling. You know, I'm spending time with family. You know, I'm raising my kids. Like, I'm gonna be that father that's there. I'm not trying to be absent or anything like that. Like, just buying them things in the here and always working. I don't do that. I want to be at all their games. I want to, you know, if they whatever sport they want to play, if they want to play a sport, I'm there at the games. I'm watching them, cheering them on. Um, what else? Yeah, I already said. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I see, man. I see um, financially, I got the time freedom. Uh, I'm with my family. I'm having a good time. We're traveling. We're eating good food. I might have a TV show. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> What's the idea? So work? my TV show, because I, I, I love the public speaking, and that's what I want to do as well, get more in public speaking. And to travel the world, you know, like almost like Anthony Bourdain, but do it with <laughs> different twists, right? Where it's like, I'm traveling the world. I'm trying all these exotic foods. I'm speaking, right, having events, but then also um, I'm doing like, like ex- adventurous activities. Like I'm doing like skydiving, or I'm doing like scuba diving. I'm doing like whatever is like adventurous in that area. I'm doing it on top of eating the food at all these nice restaurants. So it's more of like a travel type of show where it's like I'm living, but they're paying me to go all these foreign exotic places, eat all the best food, and do crazy stuff like. Okay. Jump out of plane or do something like that. Discovery Channel TLC producers, are you listening? Please. I got your man right here. I am your guy, and I will. I would chasing I, Chandler. Nice. Ooh. I like that. <laughs> I like that. You you heard it here first on the bonus room. Chasing, chasing Chandler, Chandler coming out twenty twenty thirty coming out. <laughs> and, and here's what's crazy too. Like, have you guys ever seen the Bizarre Foods? Yeah. Yeah. Man. I would try. Sh- I would try that. I would do that. Yeah, yeah I would too. not I would have do. no problem doing that. Like if you try, if you sh- cool. if you say I'm gonna send you all of these exotic places, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna eat that bizarre food, but I'm gonna also eat some good stuff while I'm there as well. You know, <laughs> it, it's uh, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, well, you mentioned Anthony Bourdain because I'm a, I'm a huge Anthony Bourdain fan. Yeah, like I read his book No Reservations. I mean, I was no res- Kitchen Confidential. I just finished reading his book. I'm going through all the episodes of all his TV shows. So he started with a Cooks Tour, which was on Food Network. Then he did No Reservations, which was the one that blew him up on uh the travel channel and then he finished off with uh parts unknown on on cnn (coughs) and it's funny because on the first one which was a 30 minute half hour show called a cook's tour it started off as him trying these weird foods like he would eat like snake and spiders and bugs because that's what got people's attention it's kind of like musicians as well like uh, the Beatles, how they had to start with all these poppy songs before they can get to what they truly loved yeah. in the super creative, super experimental instrumental music. 
And Anthony Bourdain, he even talked about how, like, he first had to do those episodes that got viewers, where then by the time he was at No Reservations, he didn't have to eat the fucking weird shit. He could just eat the truly traditional dishes in the most exotic places and enjoy everything without having, you know, stick a cockroach down your throat. So, so yeah, so you might you, you might have to eat some some bug and some some reptile, but, you know, eventually you'll be like, oh, just, you know, give me the curry, you know. So. As long as they cook it up right, I'll eat it. That's dope. Yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of that show as well. Um, and just, I mean, I think that's a dream for everyone just to travel, experience different cultures, you know, uh, genuinely too, not just like going to a resort and, you know, getting a taste at some sort of excursion. It's actually being with the people, living with them, uh, conversing and communicating with them and learning who they are as people. That's like one of the greatest dreams ever. But yeah, man, I think that's a that's, that's a, a good place idea. to stop it. You know, it's a it's a very optimistic way of looking towards the future and to yeah. to or financial wellness. So we hope all of you here learned a little something today. If not, learned, inspired, and motivated you to know to get your finances right. And if you feel like they're not right, hit up our boy Chandler. And uh, where can they go ahead and do that? Yes, yeah, so you can follow me on IG. Is at Chandler Thomas underscore. Also on LinkedIn as Chandler Thomas, and also I'm on Facebook as well. So feel free to reach out to me there. I would love to have a, a conversation and chat with you guys. He is a financial guru, people. So please, if you are a little financially insecure or, you know, a little lost, then feel free to hit this man up, and I'm sure he'll be more than happy to get you on the right path. So we can all be traveling and all be right trying. Right. Exactly. Eating exactly. food around the world, all that good exactly. stuff. Exactly. So, yeah, man. You guys need to hit up Chandler. I know me and my brother are going to talk to him later on and all that. But this was such an important episode, man, going into the Q4, uh, big quarter. in Q4. Uh, right? <laughs> it's already here. And then going into next year because everything that happened in 2020, people lost jobs and, and people yeah. lost their security blankets. So this mm-hmm. is very important. So, man, I'm telling you. I, I think uh, – sorry, not, not no, to cut ahead. you off. I was go just going to say I think – a lot of people lost in 2020, and in 2021, Man. we've kind of been rebuilding that. Trying to build and that then, foundation yeah, again, build that right? Foundation. And in 2022, just all for the wins. All for the wins. All for the gains. All for the gains. And I will say this, too. Like, yeah. no matter what your background is, no matter if you know, uh, you know, have a little or have a lot, like, don't feel free to come and have a conversation yes. with me. You know, everybody, I, I feel like the big misconception is, oh, I have to have everything together first before I come talk to you. Complete opposite, because mm. like what all that time you're spending, all the thing you're thinking you know what you're doing right is actually you're wasting time. Yeah. So I say, hey, don't think, don't you don't have to get all your ducks in a row. You know, hey, we can talk because all it's gonna be a conversation at first. You might not be ready to take action on anything, but at least we can steer you in the right direction. Then you will be a little bit ready or more ready and faster because you have the right you know instruction. So I, cause I love people say, oh, I need to get all this stuff together. I'm like, no, you don't. No. You don't. You don't have to do all that. It's like. Come, just come talk to me, and we'll and we'll just have a conversation. There's no judgment, nothing. It's just all love. You you just need to know your options. It's really just an extra fifty, a hundred, a hundred and fifty guys. We spend if you go out drinking on the weekends, you spend a hundred bucks in that one night. So right. impress that one girl, you know, or, or like so. Why not use that one hundred? bucks for that one month something towards your saving and the nice. girl will come for free <laughs> exactly. they're gonna be chasing you because you go pull up in that that's something exotic that they exotic get, that foreign yeah that foreign they're gonna be, they be like who are you what do you do <laughs> exactly so you guys you just got to start the conversation um it's there's so much man this this is such an important topic i really stress to people like yo like jump on board man we're getting older we're not getting any younger now is the time 
And just just to read it, just to go over, I think the most important thing people should look into is life insurance, the IUL, and Roth IRA would probably be the last one, right? Yeah, Those are the top three. Definitely. And then look at also look at passive income too. How to create yeah, more course. passive income. So yeah, that's that's great, man. So yeah, th- yeah, guys, this was only just a small taste. You know, the financial industry is huge. The things the financial industry can offer you and how you can benefit from are very extensive. And these are things you could talk to Chandler about or do your own research. Either way, empower yourself, empower your money, and make that change. I want to leave you guys with two things. If you got money sitting in the bank and the savings account, it's dead. You need that money to go work for you. Yes, and facts. It's, a, it's a not about how much you make in life. It's about how much you keep. Facts. That's what everyone at the top understands and is winning. Pulling up in those forums, going Boy. to Mastro's, pulling up to Novo. I'm telling you guys, we all could attain that type of wealth. You just got to educate yourself. Educate, educate, educate. Because once you educate yourself, you'll be like, what? They're just doing this? I just got to do this? I got to... I'm telling you guys, it's it's Chandler. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank I, you, man. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. you, man. I, I appreciate love you guys. Have me, man. Love you guys too, man. Hey, I hope I can come back, man. I had a good time, yeah. man. Maybe we have to do like a, a, a next summer. Hey, next year, we're, we're gonna have back. to do an update, man. We might just have to bring you back for crypto, man. He's so passionate about this crypto, <laughs> hey, I'm, man. I'm passionate about it all, man. Bring you me know, back. We, we can have a conversation about anything. Ooh, we're gonna talk. We're gonna name that episode all about the Benjamins. Yes, <laughs> my man. So. Well, once again, thank you for coming in, Chandler. The bonus room is always a home to you so whenever you want to come by just let us know and yeah man look forward to speaking with you awesome man we got some episodes coming out q4 man get ready but thank you once again check us out on instagram the bonus room podcast will be there and we can't wait to see you guys next time and don't forget to like comment and subscribe to the podcast leave a comment let us know if we're doing good doing bad or doing okay let us know any ideas for future episodes and please check out my man chandler we out baby Thank you, guys.